yarn and she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Hello, 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 everyone out there in the world. This is another episode of your favorite podcast in the United States of America, Kiss and Tell Radio. Shara, what's up, girl? Hey, how you doing? Hey, everybody. It seems like it's been forever since I was last here. I know. It's actually only been two weeks, but I think a lot has happened. Yeah. A lot. And we could... Actually, we, let's, let's start. Like, Shara, I saw you um having Hennessy poured down your throat on Snapchat. Oh, yes. I was invited to a party. I made a rare appearance. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I don't party. But um, I went to a Kraken pool party for Jordan and Leo, and it was so much fun. It was... I believe sponsored by Hennessy because there were bottles galore. Mm-hmm. There were at least I want to say like thirty bottles of Hennessy, and then we had there were like maybe eight bottles of Ciroc, and there was a taco guy there. It was free tacos. I mean, what what more could you ask for? I'm sitting in the sun with unlimited tacos and Hennessy. So yes, I relished in in that. But yeah, David Boom, shout out to him. He's a member of the Kiss and Tell family. Mm-hmm. He walked up to me and. Poured a shot of Hennessy down my throat, and then Pierre captured it on Snapchat for the world to see, along with my Millie Rock. Yeah, I, every every single person was at that party. Like my whole entire timeline. Whether oh, and also Insta Snapchat came out as well. Hate it. Are you a fan? You hate, I it? hate it. Hate every- it. Thing about it actually okay. hate it because I enjoy Snapchat for what it is and I enjoy Instagram for what it is and I noticed that as soon as this because um, my phone is set on the auto updates as soon as this mm-hmm. Insta Snap bullshit problem. was put on my phone my timeline slowed up all I saw was pending blurs mm-hmm. couldn't see pictures and it takes people's stories a lot whether you're connected to Wi-Fi or not. Instagram needs to iron out those tweaks. And like yeah, I said, no, I don't I don't like it because I like Snapchat for what Snapchat brings to the table. And I like Instagram for what Instagram brings to the table. I just, it's too much. And I feel like it's overkill because a lot of people I follow on Twitter. I'm also uh, mm-hmm. Facebook friends with. Mm-hmm. I follow you on Instagram. And I don't want to follow you on Snapchat for a reason. So the thought that there's all this pressure, like people are like up. No, it's like snap double. Story. It's like snap story, the yeah, Insta story, and then this. You know, watching no. the same thing twice. Mm-mm. I'm like, no, no, no. Like Instagram is pictures. Instagram no. is videos. Master yes. or now it's not minute videos. Minute videos now. So it's yeah, minute I, videos and pictures. And I just, I don't think, I think Instagram jumped the shark with that, and they may lose me. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I, I definitely I hate don't. It. I don't hate it. I def, they have one filter that's really bomb, like the one that's like kind of blue at the top and then red at the bottom. Yeah, I saw like, you use that, that one, and you liked it. Thank you. And you saw I, it too. Could you watch my story? Yeah, I just, I don't mm-hmm. like it, and I don't like that people. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't follow y'all on Snapchat for a fucking reason. I'm certainly not trying to i just don't like it like i said i like snapchat for what it is and instagram for what it is so no i am not a fan of this insta story mess mm-hmm. and you had a, another um interview i actually watched this interview when i was at the airport uh of you and michelle for oh, black yeah. hollywood live that yeah. had, like, a lot has taken place in the past two weeks yes i sat down with michelle who is a member of the kiss and tell family and we talked her lemonade and, and a myriad of different things she was um, my first guest for a show that I'm going to be doing sporadically called BHL Conversations for Black Hollywood Live. Mm. Um, and then Michelle, thank you. And then Michelle ended up having a all trans inclusive brunch this past Sunday. Yes, that she invited the me effect. to the Glass Wing Project. Excuse me, sorry, the Glass Wing Project um, that she invited me to, and that was a really. Um, it was an emotional brunch, but the food was good. Panera. Shout out to them. They catered it. And did you it was... give her a hug for me? Yes, I did. I spoke. Yeah, we, me and Michelle hung out for a good I know, chunk of I'm the day. I know, but I'm from me. Yes. I told you specifically. You told me to tell her that you said hey. You didn't I mean, say all I, no when I say When shit. I say hey, I give I hugs. I said, Jay, say hey. Uh-uh. But, um, yeah, so that, that was fun. And if you all have not checked out that interview, you can slide by hers or my Instagram. And it's on my website, sharsesso.com. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun doing. And I did Jackie today. So. Yeah. I've been trying to crank it out on top of meeting my deadlines for my bill paying job. (laughs) Right, that part. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a a very interesting uh, two weeks for me, which I'm sure if you guys follow me. I saw that you were like fucking Barbados or some shit, Bermuda. I went to Bermuda, yeah. And uh, it was a very, um, the timing was perfect. 
Um, and it was a very kind of last minute thing. Mm-hmm. And like, first of all, let me just say shout out to my friends, especially my friend Brandon. He was like my roll dog. And um, we had kind of planned the trip before. And um, uh, Jace, sorry, Fitz and Olivia are no longer. And um, the next, I'm talking about, you know how I would call Olivia? Yes. Oh, you're, are you digesting? I'm thinking, are you talking, and even when you say Fitz and Olivia, you mean like... I'm Fitz, they're Olivia. Right, and you, are you referring to Miranda Michelle, and Miranda Steve and too? Steve, like, oh. have parted ways. Oh, wow. Right. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah, thank you. We've um, been with you since day one. Mm. Chronicling mm. your every experience. Chronically. And it's, it's been good. Uh, but we, we kind of went our separate ways, and so we literally, like, that was Saturday, and I was in church on Sunday. Because I was like, I can't go to Bermuda. Like, I, and we, all, me and uh, this person, Olivia, live together as well. So, like, Ooh, I, yes. right. So, imagine, like, where am I going to live? Mm-hmm. And so, and I spent all this time. I think one of the di- most difficult things with this, uh, I mean, I'm going to say it's a breakup. It's just a not non-existent thing. Um, but I was so focused on building this home for us and leaving that home behind. So, anyways, we broke up or whatever disintegrated on saturday i was in church on sunday and my friend texted me at one o'clock in the middle of service and was like can you be at the airport at 3 30 mm. and i was just like uh that's really pushing it he's like just go that's really pushing it really pushing it and i don't know if i, I would have made it i got up in the middle of service Took the bus home. Well, you live in South LA. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, was it was on the way. With was, me. Oh, yeah, no, it was in the valley. Like, no, mm-hmm. that would, nah, not at all. Like, it was kind of just divine intervention how it all worked out. So, I had a layover in JFK where I watched you and Miss Chalet's um, video uh, when I touched down and spent four days in Bermuda. And it was gorgeous. The water it was seemed pretty, like yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, snap. It, what did you eat? Um, what did I eat? I, well, that's another thing, too. I think I would, because I was, um, kind of depressed, I kind of stopped eating, which was kind of bad. I had drank a lot of vodka, uh, but my friends were definitely concerned about me. But I made pasta one night. Um, I had, like, a flatbread pizza another night. I really mm. didn't eat at all. I, like, drank a lot. But not, like, Ooh. not, like, trash drunk, but, like, I would wake up and, like, pour me a mug of ice and, like, 100 proof vodka and just, like, sit in the sun and just, like, soak in everything I needed before I went back to America. Okay. So, it was more of, like, a detoxing experience because, like, I just needed to just get away. Yep. Emotion- em- emotionally detoxing. Emotionally it was detoxing. definitely not a physical detox. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't a physical detox. I don't ever physical- physically detox. Like, I don't think that's even part of my agenda. Um, but, yeah, no, like, it was a good trip. It was needed to just kind of just... Um, purge. I didn't cry the entire time, which is really good. I've been crying since I got back. Um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's that's good. I'm, gor- I'm glad that you had a good time. Thank you. I almost didn't come back. <laughs> like literally, they like just stay until whenever, and I was like, all right, don't tell me that twice because don't, please I may, don't tell me that. I may just like camp right here, mm-hmm. Bermudians. The the island is 21 miles long. Oh, so it's really tiny. It's tiny. And That's it's not, super tiny. And it's not in, like, the chain of Caribbean islands. It's, uh-huh. like, more north. So it's kind of off right, the Right, the Bermuda Triangle. Right. So mm-hmm. the Bermuda Triangle is... Hurricanes be... Hurricane season is a bitch there. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank God. It was blissfully sunny. Can you see my glow? Mm-hmm. Your bronze. My bronze. Mm-hmm. My undertones. Yep, I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's kind of been my last two weeks. Just really... And I have another surprise to you that I can't announce now. But I just got the green light today, and I'm going to tell you after the show, because I want you involved. Okay. It's a big deal. Okay. It's a big deal. Okay. Like... <laughs> And you guys, if people who are in LA, like, you guys will be involved as well. Um, but anyways, that's kind of what's been going on with me. Hopefully I do not cry this episode because I've been crying every single day. Um, but we're not going to do that today. Um, so the first topic here on Kiss and Tour Radio. So I ran into an article and it was basically, um, the author kind of told a story of how she was in school as a child and she just she was learning about like black history and she didn't feel like she should pledge allegiance to Mm -hmm. america Mm -hmm. because of what america has done to black Mm -hmm. people and so it was kind of a thing where she refused to and then the school told her parents and then the mother was like well that's her choice like 
you have this country where it's based on like freedom and choice and you're sitting here telling this girl that you know she mm-hmm. has to say the pledge of allegiance and so furthermore i'm interested as to what the school's um how they would have tried to reprimand her because you can't make anybody say something that right. they don't feel like saying. Right. So, and you can't put your hands on my child. Well, so. they told the parents. But I'm saying, like, what? what's the next step? If I'm like, okay. Well, they can't do shit. Exactly. Let her sit down and while y'all mm-hmm. people say the Pledge of Allegiance, because mm-hmm. usually the, the case is under God. That's been, like, the huge yeah. debate. So, you know, oppressing religion on children, mm-hmm. separation of church and state, yada, yada, yada. So it was kind of interesting because she next took the article to, like, well, where do I pledge allegiance? Like, what country? And she was like, well, you know, being African-American, I don't necessarily know what part of Africa, the continent, because we're not raving. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's from every, what she's say? Every she continent. She said every not, continent in Africa. Right, every continent. She was like, I don't know what country, like, my lineage is yeah. from. And so she that kind of went into, like, you know, people who know where in Africa they are from versus people who are brought over from like it was a very interesting article so I kind of wanted to bring that up and this article is also on how do you bravity blavity blavity yeah Yeah. blavity.com so check that out read it it's very interesting I'll probably post it Um, if you guys don't get cat mail um, send us your email address Um, but like did you ever have an issue like saying like you said it in school right yeah i said the i actually grew up saying the pledge of allegiance uh first grade through eighth because in high school for whatever reason we didn't have to say it but i will i'm not ashamed to say i will openly say that a good chunk of the time that i spent saying the pledge of allegiance was simply out of routine it did not mean anything to me it wasn't like i was like focusing on the words and i know that that's not a good thing but you know as a child and you know it's eight o'clock in the morning and it just like i said it's a routine and that's actually very bad that's like brainwashing you know yeah absolutely it's definitely it and like i'm i was the same exact way i think i think in high school was it? No, Y'all high school wasn't part of it. No, it wasn't part of it. Cause we had announced we had announcements, but I don't think saying the Pledge of Allegiance was part no, of it. We definitely didn't do it in high school. Yeah. That was a middle school and elementary school thing, yeah. and it, it became a mindless routine. You know right. that you come in, you know the the opening assignment's going to be on the board, and you mm-hmm. the you know they come in with yeah, the announcements. Yeah, Stand up, put your right hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Do I still remember it? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States States of America America, and to to the the Republic for which it stands, one nation nation, under God, indivisible, 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 right? For with liberty liberty and justice for all. all. I had no idea what indivisible. I still don't even know what the hell is indivisible. I I guess it means without division. Okay, because I I used to say individual. No, it's indivisible. We cannot be divided, which we all know is a damn lie. So. Um, the issue with my family definitely wouldn't be with under God because I was raised in a Baptist household. It's just, as an adult, even just saying that now, it just sounds like a crock of shit. Right. I mean, you know, did you, as a child, respect. did you ever, like, did that ever, like, come out as, like, what am I doing? No, I never yeah. gave it any thought. And, and this is, I was a very inquisitive child who who's had tons of questions and mm-hmm. was full of conversation, but I never gave it a thought because that just was... The norm you say, and, and it was with black teachers, with white teachers. If you in the hallway doing a run, coming from the prince, when when you hear the pledge of allegiance, you stop where you are right, and yeah. you do put your right hand over your yep, heart, and you say the pledge of allegiance, right. which is ugh, when you think about it, it's like yeah, no, fucking it's like communist. communist the rap is like, like, are we hitting? What was his name? Mao Zedong. <laughs> I read a, a good book in the sixth grade called The Red Scarf Girl, and it was about. Uh, I think his name was Mao Mao Zedong and his rule over China. And it was called mm-hmm. Red Scarf Girl because all of the school kids, I believe, I can't remember. This was years ago. I had to wear red. It's a really good book. If you all are looking for something to read, read Red Scarf Girl. I wonder if they still say it in school. Do they? I have no clue. Well, when I worked in the school dish out here in LAUSD, oh, they yeah, did yeah. not. They didn't? No. And mm-hmm. that was elementary? I worked high. in middle school and elementary, and oh, they wow. did not huh. say the Pledge of Allegiance. Maybe you walked in it. and you started. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I remember, have you guys have ever seen Bubble Boy? Have you seen that movie? No. So was that with if, Adam Sandler? No, that was with uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Jake's, Jake Gyllenhaal? Is that it? The guy was on Brokeback Mountain. 
Yeah, that's Jake. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that was him. But he was basically lived in a bubble. But the thing with that movie is that the Pledge of Allegiance is how you get your boner down. So like now whenever I think about the <laughs> like you say you keep saying it until your dick gets soft. So like when I think of the Pledge of Allegiance, that's what I think of now. Um but I mean in regards to like that I I was completely just like, well, that's what you do. Like you go to school, like you said, your assignments on the board, mm-hmm. the thing goes off, these are announcements for the week, you know, Pledge of Allegiance to the fly, da 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 da. Um, about that I was really interesting at this girl who especially like a black girl who was just like one was just like, well, what what does this mean? Like, what am I saying mm-hmm. every single day? And on top of that, okay, questioning who she pledges, pledges allegiance to and not knowing mm-hmm. where she came from. It's scary. It's like we were programmed to be robots. Right. That's a lot of And this. we said that's a lot of days saying it. We, we go to school, what, eight months out of the year? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was first through the eighth grade. Jesus. Right. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, one of the questions I have down here is, like, would you, you know, uh, get upset if your son or daughter refused to say it? But no. I feel, yeah. No. Yeah, me either. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. What's, what's the big fucking deal? No. Right. Yeah. I don't, mm, yeah. So, what about, like, do you know, like, what continent in Africa, like, you... Um, geez, what country? I almost had a raven like... moment. Yeah, Pause, I stopped, rewind. Like, right. Right. Woo, Jesus, Jesus I do back. not know. Now, I do know that my father, I always looked at myself as fortunate because for the most part, well, my mother's side, um, we can trace back to the U.S. census, to the very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, I was told from my father's mother um, that they are Caribbean, Haitian. Mm. And because they lived in Louisiana, they came from the islands and she, well, when she was a little girl, thank you. When she was a little girl and they settled in New Iberia before my dad lived in New Iberia until he was about seven or eight before he moved to Chicago. So, um, but yeah, but my sister, one of my sisters went to one of my dad's aunt's like deathbed and she mentioned something about Sierra Leone. They were having casual conversation. Mm -hmm. So I may be Sierra Leonean. Um, hmm. as far as Africa is concerned, but I always hear Haiti on his side. And then of course my mom is Louisiana Creole. So I feel that I'm fortunate because I'm just not, you know, I can pinpoint, but I right, still want right. to take a DNA test and see what that says because, yeah. you know. Yeah. My dad actually just took a test maybe two months ago. And since then he's been completely obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like we, he found out that he is from Cambodia well, one oh, wow. part because this my de- my so my lineage. People ask me what I am all the time. So my you mother like you could is be East African. You and your father, your father yeah. in particular, looks like he could be very Ethiopian, Egyptian, mm-hmm. right? Because so, the West Africans have like more so like my features: the broader nose, the darker skin. East Africans are typically mm-hmm. like you know with with right, right, your right, type, right, you have right. a, a narrow no- and then nose on, and big on top eyes. Of that, I have like my mother's like Latin feature, like the right. thick eyebrows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, my dad's a Cherokee Indian, Caucasian, and um, Cameroon, and specifically from the Felani tribe, which oh, wow. he found these people, like, he, my dad, so when my dad Do finds, they look like y'all? They do. And my dad wow. has been finding people that look like people in my family, and, like, he's, like, making Freaking some, like, out. Some, some no, he's making lengthy some, like, right. like, family he, tree. He's a, And it's crazy to me, because I've always viewed my dad as... You know this very strong being and since he's found this out i feel like he's kind of he to- actually told me that he me and uh, penny that he just kind of feels kind of whole mm-hmm. for like one for the first time in his life which i think is very interesting because you know we're i mean at least i was raised very americanized mm-hmm. so like me like knowing exactly where in africa i'm from wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like a big deal but for him he was just like wow like i know my people he found some girl in like west hollywood that he's never met before we went to dinner on easter like he is mm. involved so i thought that was kind of interesting so shout out to Sad. you've met my dad before yes yes I've, I've met your dad like three yeah, times. several times yeah so that's that um, so kind of transitioning, speaking of school, um, I posed this question on Twitter, um, a couple weeks, maybe like a week ago, and it kind of like took off. So the question was, what Mean Girls character were you in high school? Mm. Um, so for me, I, we actually, 
Mean Girls came out when we were both in high school. Yes. And my school was... That was maybe our junior year? I think it was junior year, which was... They were in juniors as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when that movie came out because uh, my school was very small. I had 61 graduating people at my high school. And on top of that, we wore uniforms. Oh, so God. clicks were even like 10 times higher because we had to overcompensate because we're all wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to overcompensate to like have identities because we're all wearing polos with the R and a Bible and mm-hmm. flat front khakis and the best shoes that we could find. Like we, our shoes were our staple. Like, you know. And were you all customizing your uniforms like they did on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? We were not able to. Yeah, they were kind of strict with that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they were, but we were able to, you know, like, for me, it was always like, you know, because you know, Christmas comes along, mm-hmm. and you want clothes, but five days out of the week, we're wearing these ugly-ass polos. That, which I will say, we burned on our last day I of senior too. year, and they melted like plastic. Ew. Right, and I was like, so we're spending all this money on these clothes. And, and it's not even cotton? It's not even cotton. Like, what is this? Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. yeah, so, I was, so we were always categorize me and my two friends uh, as the unfriendly black hotties. Mm-hmm. Um, based because, on the movie. Based on the movie. Because we were liked, we were also feared. Okay. Um, but it's funny because one of my best friends, like, we, to this day, I make fun of her because she was Re- Regina George. Like, really? she was Regina. And she had, and we used to make fun of her back in the day. Like, I remember one time she lost Homecoming Court to her and she had other a friend who had the same name. And what? Yeah, because can you imagine like, and the winner is Jessica Chapman. Like, and we're like, <gasps> right? This girl's right, like right. the poster girl for my school, right? And like, so she was prepared to stand up prepared. and prepared. And on top of that, we found well, the cheer coach was also our boss on the weekends, um, and she told us all that she lost by one vote, and so she carried that to like everyone knew that she lost by one vote. But, mm-hmm. like, it, it was very funny. So, um, Char, mm-hmm. who were you? Regina? No, 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 no. I was not mean <laughs> in high school. Um, and I was surprisingly, a lot of people may, it may be to your surprise, I was not Gretchen either. Um, I was literally, in high school, I was well-liked. I was not A crowd popular. I was very B crowd popular, but I was affiliated with A crowd. Like there were there were cliques, and I didn't go to a school that wore uniforms. But so there like were... the sexually active band geeks. No, oh fuck no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was sexually active, but no, we were like you know there was a group of Beyonce, and I was in the Kelly group. Um, but we were still very even to this mm. day. I still am with the Beyonce girls of my high school. Like I, I hang out with them all the time. There was never any beef or animosity. It was just two very different groups of black kids but i was fortunate enough to be able to even in my distinct identity i was able to cross those Mm -hmm. those classist lines and i was able to cross those conversation lines because i could draw from experience so yeah we were very b-list and then of course there was c-list d-list e-list i mean if you want to classify like that right 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 but we just weren't what me and my it was like me and four other girls that i was good friends with and yeah that's that's the team that we rolled with we shared a lunch table with the beyonce's i'll call them the beyonce's Mm -hmm. for for context purposes or the regina's so but they weren't mean though these girls were popular but they weren't mean. if anything yeah i did i did do some mean shit but i was not a mean girl like i was typically well liked we did have mean that we did have mean um, girls, though. But our popular girls, surprisingly, were not mean. If anything, it was the white girls, popular white girls that were mean. Our popular black girls were cool. Right. At least, well, I can only I speak think, from my yeah. experience. I don't know how they treated the white... You know how sometimes... It could have been a bring-it-on situation right, at my right, own right. school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. But uh, our popular black girls, they were cool and very prim and proper. Very, very presidential when I think about it. Right. Very Sasha Malia Obama, bilingual. Uh, they were in Jack and Jill and they lived in these uh, in these estates in Ballantrae. And what was the other one? Dynasty Lakes and Ballantrae were the big ones in my suburb. Wait, where, what is that? Like neighborhoods? Yes. Okay. I, lived, I lived in Homewood. 
In and, Chicago. Yes. South but, Chicago. Right. South Ooh, South Burbs. Right but I lived in Homewood and in my school people from Hazelcrest, Country Club Hills, Homewood, Glenwood, and Flossmore, I believe, all came together. Typically if you were from Chicago Heights, you were a little ratchet. Homewood was good. Glenwood, mm, it depended on what side of the tracks you came from in mm-hmm. Glenwood. Mm-hmm. Hazelcrest, mm, Country Club Hills was pretty good. But in, within the Country Club Hills was the estates of Ballantrae. And there was one called Ballantrae and one called Dynasty Lakes. And those were where a lot of mansions were. That sounds like a TV show. And, yeah. Like, uh, the what's, not Gilmore Girls. Is it Gilmore Girls? I did not watch Gilmore Girls. So not Gilmore Girls. What's that um, one with Blake Lively? Oh my god. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. There we go. I didn't watch that either, but I recognized. But yeah, so that's how it was in my school. And Were you in like in extracurriculars or? Yes, I stayed in extracurriculars. Um, I did the news. We had 32 inch televisions <laughs> in every classroom. We had two buildings and 32 inch TVs in every single classroom. That's how we did our announcements. We would do news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then I was on like the little stepper pom pom team for freshman and sophomore year. And then junior and senior year, I quit that shit. And I was in musical theater, which I really loved. And I really kind of got to know myself through mm-hmm. the musical theater program. So that that's all I did in high school. Hmm. And performed, of course. I, I would... They were Ashton. Like a talent show? Oh, yes. Every talent show, I did something. I, I had the. You sang a song, right? You, we talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, I did plenty. I had the vocal scores and the piano scores for. I would order, like, my favorite album. I would order the piano score. Like, so, for example, I have the Destiny's Child, Destiny Fulfilled piano score. And one of the twins, I can't remember, shout out to Ashton and Ryan Clark, um, played the piano for me. I, I competed in every talent show that was something that i did since seventh grade so yeah that that's as extracurricular as i went Mm -hmm. and made appearances at basketball games appearances i was like you do at leo's birthday party i was trying to high school is you know that's a rough time for us all and i was trying to really explore my identity and i was dating and i was sexually active I was very emotional. I, and then there's that pressure to keep up with everybody, especially because we weren't wearing uniforms. Mm-hmm. So it's like you had to have the new, you know, right. shit. And this is Chicago. You know, Chicago city of stunters. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. showing off new All so, the rhinestones. Right. It, well, at that time, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, tip, that was my high school experience. Scandal aside, I had one big, big scandal my sophomore year. But What was it? It was me doing something with somebody Ooh. that got out. And that got out like online? No, this was before online. Thank God online wasn't around. This was just... Oh, right. Whisper, whisper. Yes, by the time the like, third period knew. comes around, it's just yes. like, all right, cool. Yeah, it was not fun. That was not fun to go through, but I learned a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. And that is to the girl that kisses and tells never gets kissed again. And to mm-hmm. keep your business to yourself. Yeah, I I was I was in yearbook. I joined yearbook because I felt. Oh, I did was... journalism too. Sorry, I just thought about <laughs> yearbook because I did the paper. Mm-hmm. I didn't do yearbook though. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I did. I don't. I joined yearbook junior year because I felt like there was not enough pictures of me sophomore year, and so Ugh. I joined to make sure that there was more. And then by the time senior year came along, um, I was the only senior in the class, and so I became the editor. Mm. Which was dope because that's a lot of responsibility. We spelled someone's name wrong and didn't realize till it went to print, and we had to get all of that shit reprinted. Oh my god! Like my editor was so not my editor. That's uh, wasted money. I mean, it wasn't my money, so I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, we went to private school, so people were paying tuition. Oh yeah, people Um, were paying the the big guap. Right, but I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, Yearbook. For superficial ways. Um, I was prom king. Oh, you were? Mm -hmm. I was almost prom queen my junior year. Not almost, but it was told to me that I didn't make the official ballot for nomination, but people had submitted my name trying to make jokes. Um, it was strictly for joke purposes. People didn't want to see me, but they were trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. And it, it got up like... You know how they do announce, like, the top five right, girls right, and they're running for right. prom? I was six. Oh, shit. Like, if somebody would have, yeah. So, that was interesting when a Pretty. dean... 
came and told me that. I was like, what the hell? No, 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 not prom. Excuse me. That was homecoming, homecoming. my junior year. Yes. Yeah. Homecoming court. And shout also thinking of high school, shout out to Brittany, because Brittany Dunnigan went to my high school and she listens every week and she sends me a text message of her recap of the show every oh, week. Oh, hi, Brittany. So, and she loves you. She's like, Char is my friend in my head. Oh. Like, all the girls, the, and I will say this, cisgender heterosexual girls love Char. So that she, is my target demo for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but I'm they, not complaining like, about yes, it. Yes, even Carly, too. Carly is like, Char. I'm not I, complaining I about her. it, but in my personal studies, she, even with my she YouTube, my life. <laughs> with my YouTube stats, it's even um, cis cis het, as they say on Twitter, cis het black females mm-hmm. that are millennials, ages eighteen to thirty four, that are my target audience. Hmm. I found that very very interesting. Interesting, because I assumed that it would be trans women or LGBT. Right. No, but no. The Cisgender, straight girls love you. And I love them back. Mm-hmm. So you're almost prom queen. Um, no, homecoming. How, sorry, homecoming queen, excuse me. So, but how, like, how in tune were you with sexuality, gender identity in high school? Well, luckily, shout out to Mr. Schwaller, who was the social worker. Luckily, we had this, this thing that was aside from the Gay Straight Alliance where... He would invite LGBT people. It was like this private group. They would pull you out of class and you go to the counselor's office and we would sit around a table. Everything was confidential mm-hmm. and you got to just really talk and, and talk about your experience. And it was such it was such a needed place. Like when I think about it, there was someone in there who now is a full blown man, but at the time he could have easily been classified as trans. Well, he was very not gender non conforming. So Gender non-conforming. So, born biologically He was my okay. No, he was biological male. Biolog- but in high school, it was makeup and skirts. And he was very... He was like literally a hormone away from... You know, if he took a hormone... Right. That's a the full-blown experience. Yes, nails, <laughs> nails were done. Skirts, heels, makeup every day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that I wasn't doing. I was wearing makeup. But there was... Oh, my God. Me in a skirt? Hell no. I wouldn't even wear shorts. I would wear Bermuda shorts or you know, knickerbockers or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I had my limits with my gender nonconformity. But he was very much so out this there. This is your teacher? No, no, no. This, oh. is, a, this is a student. But okay, I'm saying he's you. a man now. But I'm saying it was all encompassing. You heard everybody's stories. And I think that that was so... I hope that they're still doing this. I don't even know if John Schwaller is still at HF High School. Shout but, out to them. Um, it was just a magical, magical com- time to come together with people who you would not even talk to aside from the group mm-hmm. and um, hear their stories. And it put a lot of things in perspective. I remember one time this girl told a story about how her grandma read her diary and found out about her lesbian tendencies and kicked her out. And it puts things into perspective because here I was blessed. I was just giving my mom's old car, like her Camry that was a few years old. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, with both parents, team, even though my dad really, really resisted me at first, and my dad would do dumb shit, like come over to the house. And I used to carry tote bags in high school mm-hmm. instead of backpacks. Like I went, you know how Jansport did the crossover when that was new? Right. Okay. So I had one of those and I had a rainbow flag on it. But by the time my junior year hit, my mom is, me and my mom are just alike. She collected tote bags. They were just in the coat closet. She never used them for shit. Right. But I was like, I'm going to use this as a backpack. Mm-hmm. And cute. so I would use the tote bags. And when my dad would come over, if I left the tote bag somewhere, I would walk into the family room where the television was and all of my stuff would be dumped out on the floor and the tote bag would be gone. Because it was too much like a purse. Mm-hmm. He never said, and see, that's the the issue, one of the issues that I have with my father. We're good now, but he never, but that's the household that he was, he was raised in. They didn't talk about things. Right, right. And I felt like he was trying to stifle me. I felt like he was trying to stifle me, and that is what propelled me probably to go even harder against him and to hide things from him. But so, yeah, um, we had that, and then we also had this retreat called Snowball. I I don't know why it's called Snowball, but that's what it's called, and, and but it's very... Now, that's some emotional shit. It happens every November. I think they still have it going on. And it's everybody from local high schools. And we go to, like, these cabins. Everybody had roommates. And it would be, like, these, like, semi- like workshops right. for a weekend. And they were all self-discovery. Like, you, I walked away with so many different friends from Snowball. It just was, they had little concerts and stuff. That was a really nice event that they put 
together for us. And then at the end, they would, because they had been taking pictures the whole time. So at the end of the weekend, we were all pulled into this hall and they would play there would be a music bed and there would be a slideshow of all the pictures. And you know, there were tears everywhere. Oh my so yeah. And it brought everybody together, white, black, Indian, Christian, whatever. So yeah, we had those type of programs in, in high school. And then of course, music theater, of course, was yeah. all our, different people walks of life. Our so. retreats were a little different. Our retreats were like orgies. Cause that was the time to like get away from like that one going down and, and the sleeping bags just going up and down. Like when you said snowball, the first thing I thought about is, you know what snowball yes, is? I right. Know. Right. So I was just like, Oh, that sounds really familiar to what my retreats looked like. But um, we didn't have uh, sleeping bags. We had cabins with bunk beds, Yeah, but, but we, we also had supervisors. On. Oh yeah. Well, I see what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah. On we top. had the bunk yeah. beds, but we had the sleeping bags on top of like the mattress instead of bringing like a whole blanket, pillow, sheets, mm-hmm. you know, comforter set. Yeah. Um, but it, mine was, I was still straight. I'm, I mean, I you identified as straight. I d- identify as straight, which we'll get, that's next topic. Um, in high school and I don't know is because because I went to Christian school and we actually signed a waiver before we were even admitted to the school that we have to create um we had to conduct Christian conduct in and with in school and out of school so if we were gay if you got pregnant you would get kicked out of school mm-hmm. and um I remember one time in particular um uh, so in MySpace I'd just come out um, my principal started printing out all of our MySpaces because, you know, that's when Candy Shop what? came out. And we had all these things on our MySpaces and stuff like that. And she, we were getting suspended for what we had on our MySpace because it wasn't um, Christian conduct. And, oh, God, I don't see how you survived Yeah, that. but I mean, for me, like, I was just kind of just like, and eh, like, this, I'm not going to say it's all I would have definitely been kicked out. <laughs> I mean, but I didn't really, like, care because I wasn't really, like, searching for, you know, I'm... Right. Like, I remember one time when, when that did happen, I remember we walked past our principal's office and looked into the window, and so we were all texting people who, like, went to, pu- to public school, like, hey, mm. get into the computer lab, this is my password. Delete this, Take down, delete the, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had that, that... I will never forget that day of school because we were all, like, this guy, Steven, who got... Kicked out of school, so he went to like a La Sierra high school, and we were all like passing the phone, like, "Okay, Steve, this is my password. I have this comment from this day. I have what, this even music comments video. that people left you. Like, if I was like, if there was something Jace, on you're your such page, a badass. This my friend Candice Bustamante got a suspension because she had Playboy bunnies on as her background. Oh, as the, I, I remember that was a mm-hmm. popular layout, right? And she got I cannot have been, I cannot have been policed that hard as a teenager. Yeah, but, I would have definitely been kicked out. Yeah, but I, I was too I much was of got, a wild card. I got away with a lot of shit in high school. Yeah, like and so I was just kind of like used to doing whatever I'm saying, I wanted to. Even with that climate, like I didn't even really have to sneak with my well. In certain respects, I did, but I would. I'm just letting you know I would not have lasted. Oh yeah, in that school. people didn't. But, but we kind of knew how to like in my school like how this, to navigate. Right, it. right. Like people were getting That's like using fair. their lunch Teenagers money for abortions. Like, like, like it was just it was a, a lot going on on my campus. That's not t- your teenage years are supposed to be fun. It was and you can't fun police, though. But I think like it was the even, principal who's policing the pro- the principal's behavior outside of school. Well, trust me, because a girl got. Oh, I'm not going to say her name, but it was eighth grade. Um, a girl gave head to the Bible teacher. Oh, and fast he enough. went to jail, and she got kicked out. So like, there was a bunch of stuff that was going on on campus, and it was like, you know, it's you know, if you see as it happens in the church, the Catholic church, like people are people, and they put on this facade. Yes. We had like it's a board so of directors, irritating. like we didn't even have like you know school districts. We had a board of directors, wow. and they this like Hogwarts. they were in the chapel. We had chapel every Wednesday. And yeah, so that means you must know the Bible like the back of your damn. I know hand. all of the books of the Bible. Good lord! Mm-hmm. Did Penny have to go through this too? No, Penny actually went she to King. Yeah, because I actually transferred schools. Okay. Because I went to King High School my freshman year, and then my mom was like, "Do you want to transfer school?" So my brother was transferring for football. Okay. And then I was like, "Sure, whatever. I don't care." Like just being very nonchalant and mm-hmm. I transferred school and like I hated maybe like the first three months but I'm kind of happy you adjust that, it yeah I adjusted and Ooh, I think that's kind of where I really like blossomed if yeah you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah high school was cool for me like I mean we these people are like are like my family like we have a group chat of me and my friends from high school that's good it's like RCS cool kids and like we always keep in touch like every year and we're all like doing well you know but my, my friends on Hillary's campaign She's oh, in Brooklyn, wow. so she's um, she's been on there for, like, 
over a year. And so like now things are progressing. So she's probably going to be in the White House. Another girl, she's like one of the lead producers on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Um, Brittany is in that group as well. Uh, she's in San Diego doing her thing with like, um, she works for the government. So she got that government money and the government benefits. So mm-hmm. we're all thriving. So that's what's up. Yeah. So um, speaking of, so the next question, and I guess we could, this is kind of like a layered two part question. Okay. So um, especially kind of with my recent separation and having to move out and blah, 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 blah. You know, I was kind of, uh, I asked one of, like, I called her my big sister, and I was like, do you ever, because I know her and her career, like, her career is thriving, it's popping, 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 but because I know her, I know the backstory of all the stuff that happens, you know, on the climb up, Mm -hmm. which we talk about frequently, um, but she's a little bit older than us, and I kind of asked her the other day, day, and I was like, do you ever stop worrying? Like, how do you handle a situation, like, when a bomb drops in 2016, Versus when a bomb drops three years ago, when you were younger. And oh, God. I've experienced so much growth with that. Right. So, I mean, for oh me, especially, like, with breakups, like, I, I, I've said this before, like, I am a lover. Like, I give my all to a situation when it comes to, like, dating and everything like that. And, like, it sucks when things end. Um, but I think, and it always hurts. It always hurts. Um, but you know, your first heartbreak is always the first, and it's just, like, what is going on with my body? Like, why is my heart just, like, crumbling inside me? And, like, I'm mm-hmm. in the fetal position, like, on the beach in sand, like, mm-hmm. wondering what the hell. So, and even with, with relationships, with, you know, job security, with money, with finances, um, I mean, for me personally, I've just kind of, like, learned to put it in God and mm-hmm. just, like, pray about it. And, you know, I, for me, like, I feel like I'm very, well, I'm not, I don't feel, I am, I'm blessed. I am very blessed. And I will, I will even go as far as to say I'm spoiled because a lot of the things that have come my way, I don't necessarily seek. I work hard and it's a product of working hard, but I don't necessarily, I don't get told no a lot. And, mm. and I think it's because I went through like, that. Right, I'm over that now. But I definitely went through that. Right, but like when I, I told like when I first moved to New York, I was like, no, 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 no. But me handling mm-hmm. no for a serving job was like the end of the world. Now I'm like, fire me, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and I see, of, I had to reach that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but so like, how like do you have like any personal stories or like testimonies of like how you react to something? you know, in your early 20s versus, like, we're both 28 now. We'll be oh, 29 yeah. in January. Yeah. Um, in my early 20s, I definitely went into panic mode really easily. And that that is strictly, I chalk that up to not only a product of my environment, but a product of my upbringing. I never witnessed my parents go through any severe struggle. And if they did, they did a superb job of masking it. See, I didn't grow up in a household where my parents talked to us about the bills. Right. So... I didn't have any concept of that. I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and optimistic when it came to adulthood. But I think with like just like with everybody, you have to find your own rhythm of adulthood because there is no everybody tries to create this cookie-cutter binary image of what the fuck adulthood looks like and it is literally different for everyone everyone Mm -hmm. has a different walk Mm -hmm. so it's a customized definition of what adulthood is for per the individual we are products of our experience exactly so for me when in my early 20s and even in my mid-20s um when things did not go as planned i would freak all the way out all the way. And even, um, I, I think I've shared this on here before, even when it came to graduating from undergrad, I felt like I was on this high horse. They handed me that piece of paper and they pushed me out into the cold, hard world. Everybody was kissing my ass in my department mm. when I was there. Shar, you're just so great. Mm-hmm. I had two internships. Just all the compliments. Oh, I know you're going to go and be great. Da, 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 da. I know you're going to. So when I entered the cold, hard world and I'm sitting up here, revising cover letter. I'll never forget this. My mom, I have a picture of it somewhere. I just have stacks of manila envelopes and DVD packages that I was sending out to everyone from Minnesota to New Orleans to Delaware looking for a reporter job because I thought that that was the route I was supposed to take. That's what led to my quarter life crisis. I was all the drama and I gained 30 pounds. But, um, 
I wish I could gain 30 pounds. No, you don't. Yes, I do. For me, it was hell. But I gained 30 pounds and I was extremely depressed. But I, that's something that I had to work through. And I want to say even within this past year, my mom recently said that she's noticed that at the way that I handle things. Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have... I've always been a person of affirmation. You right. know the shit. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. You know you can't control the, the, the past. You can't control. You can only work with today. And, but it's different when you know it. And it's different when you apply it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Because I knew it like the back of my hand. But when I started applying it, that just made me just do smooth sailing. You know what? God forbid if I lost my quote unquote good job tomorrow. Would I be hurt and upset? Yes, yes. extremely. However, but mm-hmm. I fully acknowledge that I have to do the best with what I have right there in that moment and move forward because ain't no going back. Ain't no going back. And that's something that I knew years ago and I would say and I would even tell other people. But until you apply it to your own life, you got to be where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And so that has kind of been my growth. I don't really have any specific examples, but I just have. I've I've noticed how I have conducted and how I have responded to uh, instances of trauma for me right. where where the door is literally being slammed in my face unceremoniously most of the time. So I'm like, what? Why me? I'm such a good worker. I'm so dependable. I'm right. so, you right. know what I'm saying? And then, and then, of course, I went through that whole phase of she's not even as talented as me. How is she being allotted all of this opportunity? Like she can't even, what is her read rate? She talks like a. She has the personality of a baked potato. Mm-hmm. How is she getting? This? So I went through all of Very that. Very beige and, personality. Right, and I went through all of that, and so um, I'm I'm happy to say that I have come out on the other side. And I want to say 2015 hazed me so hard that on the other side of things, <laughs> in 2016, I'm literally just like taking Listen. each day as it comes because 2015 kicked my ass mm-hmm. all up and down from the time the clock struck 12. To the time 2016 rolled in, and even Talking the that champagne. and even the first few hours of 2016 were some BS. So, um, yeah, yeah. 20, 2015 got in my ass so hard that 2016 has literally been smooth right. sailing, and, gonna, it, and it makes you appreciate the good times mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. when you're in the flow of God's plan right. for you, and you're doing what you're supposed, to, mm-hmm. and you feel it, and you just like. It makes you appreciate it even more. Like, damn, thank you, God. Like, and on top of that, like, you're almost like acknowledging like the times where you're crying. Like, oh, I was being very dramatic. Yes. Like, mm. And it's funny. Facebook memories has been a very. Oh my it's, God. it's been a lot. But something that actually kind of popped up maybe last week, Facebook which was, memory. look, it was a quote that I put out there myself. That it came out again. Basically, yeah, that's the whole other conversation. Um, but the quote was, "When God tells you no." say thank you and like Mm -hmm. the timing of that coming up in my Mm -hmm. life was just like oh okay like i see you god Mm because i don't remember i remember putting that up maybe two years ago but i don't like you know it brings shit up yeah i'm I'm talking about god and shit um it brings things up he know your heart he know he know my life my my soul um but yeah like it brings things up where it's kind of like affirmation like all right i said this myself Mm -hmm. Years ago, just like all my shit was like, trust the process, trust the process, right? And I didn't even, I didn't even know what the process was when I was posting that, right? (laughs) And then somehow Facebook wants to drag it back up from Father Time, yeah, and just remind us of things that we've said ourselves. And I think that's it's almost like Facebook memory does troll sometimes, like oh yes, like probably I I don't mm, even know who that girl is in some Facebook memories. Who is she? Because that was not me. Listen, all. Mm-mm. Facebook be trying in 2008 sometimes. for whatever reason I had a lot of statuses about quote you hating females ugh I don't even use that female you ugh. hating females yes I had that in a lot of statuses oh, you like damn ass why y'all hating females I'm just being me like for some reason in my 2008 statuses I don't know I can't even remember what the fuck I was going through or why I was addressing <laughs> women as females that's not even how I talk uh-huh. like ugh uh, trash well I mean, I don't know. I just, I think that there's definitely power. And it's kind of, did you go to church on Sunday? I did not. Okay, so. I went me... to Michelle's brunch on Sunday. Right. Uh, I should have went because it's first Sunday and I have not been to church in a few well, months. Well, let me tell you this story. And when I talk about but timing, everybody was there. like timing, right. Um, so, but I have to still watch the message, but the message was about being hot. And you said something like five minutes ago that kind of sparked that in me. 
I wasn't there, but today um, I was at my friend's house and um, basically, so I'm the person with the message. So basically the message was about like being hot and like being hot about your passion and stuff like that. And like God, he was saying that, you know, God will not lead you to the next realm if you're lukewarm. You have to be hot. You have to be ready. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're doing, and you can't be cold. And sometimes when you're around cold people, hot and cold make lukewarm. So you really need to like constantly be around people who are hot as well to kind of keep you pushing in the right direction to get you to the next level. So, with that said, this woman, um, she had a. So my friend, uh, actually, you, you may know her. Uh, she was on High School Musical, Monique Coleman. Um, so we went to her house and she actually brought a purse that was her friend's that I guess her ex-boyfriend bought for her lended expensive purse, whatever the case would be. And she was like, you know, you need to get rid of that bag because that holding on to that bag, it's a nice bag. It's cute as hell. Um, but until you hold, let go of that bag, like you are going to be stuck and you're not going to let that is true. people who are supposed to be in your life as far as mates come in. And it kind of, I started like crying in the middle of this girl's living room because it was talking about like, you know, people leaving your life who are cold, who are making you look warm. And even with Kiss and Tell, like, I think I've become, it's become routine where I haven't necessarily lost like the pat. I mean, like the radio show, like I like love coming here, but the actual like live show, it's almost become like routine and hassle and like a lot of things that, that kind of came my way, not necessarily for Kiss and Tell, but for Jace Barron, mm-hmm. you know, speaking on panels and awards and stuff like that. It's just kind of, I don't, I don't acknowledge like the greatness in that because it's become, I've become spoiled mm-hmm. and like, I really need to check in with mm-hmm. myself and not, it becomes not be lukewarm. The blessing becomes routine. Right. So you don't, when you really sit back and you're forced to, for example, when I was at Michelet's brunch and I met so many, I'm fully aware of the plight of the black trans woman in America. Right. But I met so many disenfranchised girls who really, like, for example, and I hope that I'm not talking out of school, but Michelet had us go around at one point and say, what is our, basically, what are our dreams and goals and where do we see ourselves in five years? I was one of the last people to go, but I was on pins and needles. I won't say what I said, but I was on pins and needles because in a perfect world, I, of course, want to be the number one daytime or nighttime or primetime syndicated talk show host. Mm -hmm. But some of those girls were just saying, you know what? I just hope that I make it to August 20th to see my birthday. I'm not even thinking about five years. Some of those girls had, were so defeatist. Like, this is the best life is going to get. I hope, mm-hmm. I, I honestly just hope I'm here next week. And that puts things into perspective to make you really acknowledge where you are. It's the same thing yeah. in essence, what I was just talking about when John Schwaller had us in the LGBT meetings in high school. When people were talking about being kicked out of their homes and things like that, I, that put things in perspective mm-hmm. for me because I was not being kicked out of my home. Right. I'd just been given a car. I was, if anything, I was stressing over how, I'm, how am I going to pay this $25 parking permit by myself? You know, I was unemployed. <laughs> right. And, and like 17, 16, 17. So th- those were things which almost make you feel guilty but I don't apologize for what's been given to me or and what I've worked for essentially but um but yeah so it was essentially that same feeling it kind of took me back to those LGBT meetings but it put things to to piggyback off what just to speak to what you said it put things into perspective and it makes you literally acknowledge the blessing because I'm sitting up here like wow a year ago, I was technically unemployed. Mm-hmm. I just unceremoniously mm-hmm. found out that I was not being assigned a student for the for LAUSD. Right. And now here I am a year later working for the king of reality TV. Listen. Production company-wise with a mm-hmm. high-ranking position, and... a cute check, mm-hmm. and I am booked. Like, I'm doing two after, sh- two after buzz, after shows uh, a week. I'm doing kiss and tell. Like... It literally forces you to look at the blessing because mm-hmm. it's like I could be doing anything, I could be anywhere, and here I am in L.A. I remember Los being Angeles. nervous. I remember crying in in the uh, in the terminal. I remember still the butterflies that I felt when my plane landed, and I was like, "What's next? Mm-hmm. Like you out here Oof. with three thousand dollars in two suitcases? Oof. What's next?" And it's just 
it's a true testament and it forces mm-hmm. you certain times certain sometimes things in life oftentimes they should remind you of the blessing and i feel yeah. like if you refuse to acknowledge the blessing god takes the blessing away oh, right. right and beyonce we become once, lukewarm beyonce once famously said at the tender age of 19 years old the oh, here, second here we go. the <laughs> second that you think that it is all about you and that you don't have to work god takes it Away. away. And I can't have this taken away from me. Mm-mm. End quote. End quote. That's amazing. Something that sticks with you. Right. So yeah, I definitely like kind of made like a promise to myself to just remain hot and constantly hot and keeping mm-hmm. it going because... But also give... I feel like it's fair because we're human. Give yourself p- permission to have those lukewarm days. Yeah. Because they're going no, yeah, to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, they're going to happen. But it's also, I, I need to like, constantly remind myself. Yeah. Right, just remind myself. Because, like, I, I become, I'm spoiled. I, I, and I know I'm spoiled. Um, but, like, and I'm able to handle, like, if shit goes downhill. Like, I know, I got a trip to Bermuda. Like, mm-hmm. and at the exact same time when my world was crashing down here in L.A. Like, it, it, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that it, it happens for a reason. And I, and I, and I, I'm so grateful and, I, and I'm humbled by it. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I, I mean, you know me, like, you know, you may think I'm a little, I don't think I'm cocky. You can be. Oh Lord. I wouldn't say cocky. You can be a little Confident. pompous. Pompous. Pomp. Okay. I'm humble though. You will say I'm humble. You have your humble moment. What? <laughs> I am humble. So anyways, um, we actually, do you want to do one more topic? Because we actually got a tweet for Ashley okay. Sashar. Yeah, sure, why not? So this, and I'm going to say shout out to Chris. Chris is actually Penny, my sister. So I'm, I'm not going to say, well, my brother-in-law, kind of, but they're not married. I was um, about to say, you know something I don't know? Yeah, no, they, I mean, maybe they are. They, they're telling me they, they cohabitate him. Um, but the question is, is, could you say that labels are the root of prejudice? Or would it be the other way around? Prejudice is the root of labels. Is that what you're saying? The other way around? Prejudice labels are the root of prejudice, or prejudice, prejudice are the, the root, root of, of labels. labels. Um, I think it works both ways in certain instances. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like labels can be antiquated, and sometimes labels you need labels to to set clear bound not boundaries but clear examples right clear examples because there is there's a difference in black cis womanhood and black trans womanhood both stories both journeys deserve to be highlighted talked about but you cannot say that everyone's black trans yeah, experience yeah, yeah. Is the same. and a lot of the experiences mirror one another but at the same time they are very very different and they're very different within the own, their own communities mm-hmm. so i think that labels are still important but i do think that they can contribute they can they don't always do but they can contribute to prejudice right I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, I, nowadays, and especially with the LGBT community, we seem to be adding LGBTQ, XYZ to the fifth power. Um, and there's a lot of sexual, sexual, sexualities, I know. Yeah, it's like, it's on like Tumblr, pansexual. Sapiosexual. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, and it, it's funny to me, it's always funny to me because these people, I'm, I'm not going to say these people, but like the people who are, you know, trying, like, well, I don't want to be labeled, but then instead of, you know, I don't want to be labeled as this, but instead of, you know, saying I don't want to be labeled, they make other subcategories. And so now we have all these different subcultures mm-hmm. of labels. And you have to, in order to be politically just, correct, you have to know all of them and know when to use and when they apply. Do you know all of them? No, I, hell I no. Sure don't. I try my best, and, and to be totally honest, because I am a fan of being PC, because I hate when people are not PC with me, but I still believe in kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. And I try my best to try to get to know things because I know that everybody deserves the respect that they're asking for. Absolutely. And um, even when we did, about a year ago, when we did Sharing Our Stories, I and, was just about to and, bring that up. And the and day... Girl. Mm-hmm. The they. That's not a girl. That's oh, sorry. a they. Ooh, see, I messed up again. See, it's so a... I called a girl Matt. I 
I called a they, Madam President, and she corrected me. She's like, I'm not Madam President. I am just president because I don't identify with the gender. And I was just like, I don't understand. Yes, and that <laughs> that's a real thing. She's not the only one. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of social media has helped with these names because social media has been this liaison where you can find people just like you mm-hmm. that you've never been able to tap into before. You would just feel like, oh, I'm alone. There's no one like me or... You know, there were certain clubs, and then, of course, there were the birth of the chat rooms. But now all you literally have to do is punch in a hashtag. And you find people who are feeling the exact same Mm -hmm. way as you. And everybody, there's community in that. And they'll find you. And that is how the labels, a lot of the new ones are being birthed because people are finding a sense of community. And people, wow, he's just like me or she, or they're just Mm -hmm. like me. It is just like me. Right. So, yeah. And so. I I think the issue kind of comes with stereotyping labels one and then two putting labels on people so like if you have this idea of all this demographic is this way and all of them are this way then that's the issue or if you see somebody and you label them automatically with what you see that's an issue but if you someone's like labels themselves as you if know, you're using it for evil I basically am... and to promote prejudice and and division that is an issue right because you should be trying to provide understanding, right? Yeah. I mean, but even did that, but also just, it could just be out of pure ignorance. It's, True. Yeah. I mean, I guess prejudice is, prejudice is ignorance. It definitely is. But I, don't, but I think some people same. don't do it, like, as hate. Like, for example, that girl I said, Madam President, I wasn't trying to hurt her. Right. But, like, she was, like, offended by what I, I but said. But I don't think that she looked at that as an attack. She took that she as a... She was very sassy. But she, but right, because she took that as an opportunity for a learning. We even saw this... That girl on, was, like, 14 years old and snapped back at mm-hmm, me. That, at USC. She, these kids ain't fucking around. Mm, they sure we not. We even saw that on Twitter with a few people. Um, and... And I feel like Twitter's a constant learning lesson. Um, you always, I always Oof. walk away from some some good stuff with Twitter. Let, let there be a good hashtag. But um, you see that often, all the time. People don't mean harm and they say things or tweet mm-hmm. things. And people will, you know, they don't always like the response because no one likes getting slapped on the wrist. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that that's rooted in privilege. Right. You expect me to be patient and explain to you because that's rooted in your privilege. You're telling me I can't be angry because you refer to me as X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So you can't tell someone that shouldn't, they shouldn't be angry. But that's... Yeah. You can't... Dick, you cannot oh, yeah. police someone's rebuttal. Or oh, no. Approach. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. So Hell if they're no. angry, then I'm, my apologies. Off. I did not know that mm-hmm. you went as a they. And right. I will check that the next time I address but you. But I think a lot of people also don't explain what it is. But it's not really their response. It is their responsibility, but it's not like I don't go but around if, explaining transness to everyone and not everyone. That's still something that people for the vast majority are confused about. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't dress up. I'm not gay to the extreme. This doesn't come off at night. Sometimes when I I remember when I used to meet guys when I was actually stomaching men because, you know, I'm repulsed by them typically. What happened on Twitter? But, um, I'm on Twitter. Tinder. Oh, Tinder. I ended up deleting that maybe <laughs> a day. Literally, I was tweeting about this. Maybe a day or so after we recorded the show. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, but when guys ask me, am I full-time transsexual? It's full-time transgender. What? what? So it's, it's things like that, the, the language barrier. But I don't. I shouldn't have to bear the cross of explaining to everyone what it means to be black and trans. If I feel like it, then yes, but that can be a very exhausting, taxing, loaded explanation that I just don't, I'm not always in the headspace to go into. And you got to respect that. So if someone tells me that they want to be a garbage can, that their name is garbage can and refer to them as it, if they don't feel like explaining to me why, I still... Being the person that I am, I'm not talking about y'all, but the right thing to do, I, I we'll believe. Or just say, like, your trash can it, right? Just go with it. When you feel like, if you ever feel like explaining it to me, I am all ears, but I need, I feel like I need to know so yeah. I can better understand you. If people ask me, I will. Because <laughs> a lot of people are, like, even even the other day, like, I was on uh, the bus and I was talking to this girl. And we were actually talking about trans women. We are talking about Michelet's, uh thing, the lemonade uh, mm-hmm. that. And she was like, oh, she's a man. I was like, no, 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 no. She's, she's not a man. 
but because like, people just don't know. So I took the time to explain, and she had a question about the ballroom scene too, because mm. my nephew is engaged. Not my nephew. My mentee is engaged to someone who was in a ballroom scene, and that was an issue because he's a sex star. Da, da, da. But she was just like, "Have you heard of a ball?" And like, he has a mother in New York, but I don't, like, it's not. And then she, I was like, okay. So I took the time to explain all this stuff to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had the time because I was literally like on the bus, like talking to her. Mm-hmm. But um. I'm, I'm for me I, I have more patience than most people to like sit down and explain yeah. and, and, and if you attack me fuck you bye but if you are genuinely like inquisitive about you know like the girl that had reached out to me to do the radio show the crystal ball I did an interview oh, yes, and yes. with a straight woman and she was being attacked because she was interviewing me and like straight men were asking me the most ignorant questions mm-hmm. but like I was like okay well let me explain this because it's not their norm. and especially as a public figure you have to know how to navigate that and what right. to give your attention to exactly because some That's people will troll down. oh yeah that people are literally looking for your achilles heel so mm-hmm. they know what your weakness is so they right. can constantly you know right, right, right get you so so thank you chris for that question That's yeah, that, was a, that was a good one yeah hope we pre- answered it i yeah i hope so prejudice is it well yeah, we did. It goes both I ways. I feel like we covered yeah, it. Yeah. It goes back both ways. Depending on circumstances. Just don't be ignorant and ask questions when, and if you don't get an answer right away, be fine with that. Google it. Um, so yeah, we're actually going to wrap up this episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Um, my apologies, KAT Radio and Y is on hiatus until further notice. Um, so uh, stay tuned. We, Me and Char will still be doing our thing out here in LA, holding it down mm-hmm. for the West Coast. Um, so yeah. And if you guys, actually, no, I'll say that for later. So, yeah, um, that's it. If you guys have questions for Ash, Jay, and Char, actually, I'll just give Chris the hashtag. He made one up. And it literally says hashtag Ash, Jay, in Char. Do you like that? What is Ask that? Jay, like, like. It says M and M. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't care. Or I know. M and M has an and sign. Yeah, well, you can't do that character in a yeah. hashtag. Otherwise, it won't work. Just do hashtag KHE Radio and tweet us. Or, or you know, or short or handles. Right, I was about to say, tweet the handle. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I hope you guys have a blessed week. Um, Keep us both in prayer as we just, you know, continue to navigate through this life as double marginalized people. And we'll pray for you as well. Anything else, Char? Nope, that's all for me. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.